You are listening to episode number one of the You Are Nourished podcast. On our very first episode, we will be discussing diet culture, what it is, and how you can take your first steps towards rejecting it so you can stop hopping around from diet to diet and start feeling happier around food. Stay tuned! you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food, and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Well, a very warm welcome to you on our very first episode of the You Are Nourished podcast. I am so excited to be bringing this podcast to you. It's been a long time in the making, but we're finally here on episode number one. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I'm really, really excited to get started. So before we do actually get started with the main juicy, meaty topic of today's episode, I wanted to share a little bit with you about what you can expect from the podcast in general in our upcoming episodes. You may have done all the diets. Think Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Fast 800, South Beach, Slim Fast, Cambridge, Cabbage Soup, Atkins, you name it, you've done it. Perhaps you've done all these diets, perhaps you've done some of these diets, but what you've realised is that they are making you miserable. They don't actually work, and the thought of going on another one is absolutely exhausting. The thought of having to count your calories again or track everything that you're eating is just so tiring, and you're frankly completely fed up with the whole thing, with falling on and off the wagon, with being good one day and bad the next and cheat days and on days and off days and starting again every single Monday and you just can't face it anymore. You know that there is some kind of alternative out there, but you just don't really know what it is. Perhaps all you've known is dieting, and you've been told from a very young age that you need to be on a diet, and you're always chasing, always chasing this next thing. The next diet you go on is the one you're going to be able to stick to forever, right? wrong. (laughs) So if you are looking for that alternative, but you've got absolutely no idea how to start, where to start, what to even do to stop dieting, then that's what I'm here for. I am here to help. And in these episodes in the podcast, I want to show you that there is another way to live. And I want to share my nutritional knowledge with you, my personal experiences, and also my expertise in working with hundreds, nearly thousands of women to help get them off this roller coaster, the emotional and physical roller coaster of dieting, and find more peace around food. Now, we know that 95% of diets fail, and yet we keep going back to them time and time again. 
why? Well, these are the kinds of things that we're going to be exploring in this podcast so that you can get a better understanding of why diets don't work, why they haven't worked for you and why they will continue to not work and how you can live a much freer life, liberated from these constraints and no longer feeling ruled by rules around food and just generally enjoy your life a little bit more because so many of the women that I have worked with, and it is mainly women that I've worked with, although if you are a man listening to this today, you are very, very welcome here. Um, But so many of the women, the people that I've worked with, just find life not particularly enjoyable because every occasion is marred or ruined by thoughts of food and fear around food. And I want to remove all of that for you. And that's what this podcast and also the work that I do um, really helps people to do. So this episode, on episode number one, I want to delve a little bit deeper into what diet culture is, if that perhaps is a term that you're not particularly um, familiar with. Um, I'll also be talking about how you can reject diet culture and what that means is how you can start to make um, lifestyle and mindset shifts um, to stop living your life ruled by diets and, you know, ruled by these external restrictions that keep you from living a fulfilled life. So how you can start to reject diet culture. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing three shifts that you can make right away that is going to bring much more attention towards your thoughts, your beliefs, your habits and behaviours that can help you to begin your non-diet journey. So are you ready? Right. First of all, what is diet culture? Um, This might be a a new piece of terminology to you. You may not have heard of diet culture before, or maybe you have, but you don't really know what it is. So I just want to give you a little bit more of an understanding as to what it actually is and how you perhaps might be caught up in it. So diet culture refers to a set of beliefs that values thinness, appearance, and shape above health and well-being. Additionally, the concept places importance on restricting calories, normalizes negative self-talk, and labels certain foods as good and bad. Individuals subjected to diet culture messages have been conditioned to believe that not only does thinness and dieting equate to health, but that the pursuit of health makes one person morally superior to another. Now, perhaps you can relate with some of this description. I'm thinking particularly around, uh, you know, normalising negative self-talk. Certainly, so many of the people that I have worked with, you know, live with a constant chatter um, that is negative all day long, constantly beating themselves up, um, you know, body checking and, uh, you know, going, this bit looks horrible and that bit looks horrible, fat shaming themselves um, and always just not feeling good enough in their own bodies. So that is very much um, a huge part of diet culture. Um, It places a massive importance on restricting calories. 
and labeling foods as good and bad. And I know that if you've been on a journey of, you know, jumping around from diet to diet, that you will relate to this and you will have a certain idea in your head of foods that are considered good and foods that are considered bad. And when you have a so-called perfect day, those are the days when you've eaten all your good foods and when you've had a terrible day or, or you've failed or you've been off the wagon, you've been going all out on the bad foods. And it's very much this all or nothing approach to food that perpetuates diet culture. Now, it's important to understand that diet culture is absolutely everywhere. And if you've grown up on this planet over the last 50 or 60 years, then you will have had it drummed into your head from a very, very young age. It's very likely um, that you perhaps grew up in a home where diet culture was prevalent. Perhaps your mum was often on a diet. Um, perhaps one of your relatives was always complaining about their weight or, you know, somebody was always popping around who, you know, was saying, oh, I'm on this diet and I'm on that diet. It is literally everywhere. And, you know, one of the biggest issues that we are faced with now in uh, what is 2022 is social media. And that has been huge over the last several years. And that is where I think it's really, really blown up this concept of diet culture, the airbrushing, the before and after photos, and just the general unrealistic representation of what real bodies actually look like. And so we've been led to believe that real bodies um, are smooth and perfect and don't contain any bumps or you know blemishes, that cellulite isn't actually a thing that we shouldn't have roles around our middle. And particularly for women, and particularly for mothers, uh, you know, women who've given birth, our bodies change. Our bodies change over the years. Our bodies change as we age. And yet we are expected to look like we did when we were 22, or pre-kids, or, you know, didn't really eat very much, or had a totally different approach and relationship with food and exercise. And we're expected to continue that throughout our entire lives. And it's really time for this tide to change. And it is changing. You're seeing more and more messages out there um, around body positivity, but there is still a really, really long way to go. And social media is definitely a huge um, component of, um, you know, perpetuating diet culture and making you feel bad about yourself and comparing yourself to others all the time. And there is definitely something that you can do about that. And I will be sharing it in one of my tips um, later on in the podcast. So how do you actually begin to reject diet culture? How do you actually start to, you know, think differently or believe different things that you have been led to believe over so many years? It's important to understand that this doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and go, well, there we are, I'm done with diet culture and it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't pervade my thoughts anymore at all. Um, it is a journey and it's definitely something that we'll be exploring um, in the podcast in a lot more detail, something that I will be helping you with, you know, thoughts and beliefs that I'm going to help you to overcome. But what it does involve is it does involve taking a really good long hard look at your own beliefs around bodies and around food, your thoughts and your habits and your behaviours um, to begin to make these changes. And all of these add up to essentially your mindset um, around food. And that's a really, really big part in beginning to reject diet culture. It's not necessarily in what you do, although that obviously has a huge impact, but it's, it begins with your thoughts and your beliefs. Because once those start to shift, once those start to change, then what you do 
becomes different. And again, this is something that we'll be exploring in more detail. So I wanted to share with you three tips um, that you can start to implement right away. You can start to think about and bring more awareness to as of right now to help you to reject diet culture and not live such a restricted life around uh, food and and beliefs um, around food and bodies. So the first tip I want to share with you is to watch your words, watch your language and watch the words that you use around food and the conversations that you have with other people around food and body. And listen, it's everywhere. I mean, how common is it for you to meet up with somebody for a coffee and apologise for having put on some weight? I mean, I think particularly, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been fairly horrendous when it comes to global pandemic um, and eating more food and being more stressed. And as a result, many, many people have gained weight during this time. The problem is, is that we're all being made to feel like it's our fault for having gained a bit of weight during this time. And it really isn't. It's probably the body's natural response to um, stress and panic and fear and being at home a lot more and therefore being bored and eating more. These are all totally normal things. What else did we expect? But somehow we are led to believe that it's our fault, that, uh, you know, we are terrible people for having succumbed to eating more food um, during this, you know, this time. So how common is it for you to meet up with someone and go, oh gosh, you know, uh, I've put on a few pounds or don't look at me or I'm in my loose clothes or I can't get into my jeans or, uh, oh, no, I'm not, I'll I'll pass on the cake. That's too many calories. Um, And then your friend will say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so from next door has started doing this diet, maybe you'd like to try it too. And talk and conversation just becomes centred around weight and diet and clothes fitting you. And quite frankly, ladies, uh, you know, we have got more important things and more interesting and intellectual things to talk about than whether we've put on a few pounds and whether so-and-so next door is doing this diet or that diet. Um, So really begin to bring some more awareness into your consciousness of the words and the language that you are using around food. And when you start to have these conversations or when somebody starts to have a conversation with you about it, you can say, do you know what? I don't really want to talk about that today. Can we talk about something else? How so-and-so? Or I heard this one is doing this job. Just change the subject. You don't need to be triggered by these conversations. Similarly, if you are, for example, you know, in a supermarket checkout queue and you've got some foods on your trolley that you perhaps are embarrassed about, you don't need to bring these up to the checkout person. How many times have you done that? If you you've got certain foods on, on your uh, in your trolley. Oh gosh, oh no, we're having a party or, um, you know, making some excuse for the food that you are buying. You don't need to do that. Start to think about the words that you use around food. Are you saying that certain foods are naughty, bad, sinful, fattening? All of those kind, that kind of vocabulary that we use so commonly around food begin to become aware of your vocabulary around food. Are you using these kinds of words when it comes to food? There is no good food and no bad food. Yes, there are foods that contain more nutrients than others. And yes, there are foods that contain more sugar than others. That doesn't mean that one is more superior than the other. So just begin to notice when you are speaking like that. So that is your first tip. Tip number two, recognize that thinness 
doesn't necessarily equal health. There are many thin people out there who are incredibly unhealthy, and there are many larger folks out there who are incredibly healthy. Just as we all have different coloured eyes and different coloured hair and different coloured skin, we have different shaped bodies. We are not all meant to be a size eight, and that might not be your natural size. Your natural size might be a size 14, a size 16, whatever. It doesn't make you, you know, intellectually superior to anybody else. So check your biases. Fat phobia is real, it is everywhere, and is what drives diet culture. Diet culture wants you to believe that it's only acceptable to be thin or skinny and that the only way to achieve this is via calorie restriction. Quite frankly, those are all utter bullshit and I'm not going to entertain it. So you're just going to hear me bang on about this um, until kingdom comes. So if you don't want to hear me talking about it, perhaps this isn't the right podcast for you. But if you are ready to start thinking differently and start behaving differently and start checking your beliefs around body shape and body size for yourself and for others, then this is definitely the right place for you. So I want you to start thinking about these beliefs and start exploring how you can change them. And it does, it does take practice. You do have to become conscious of your thoughts and what you are thinking when you walk down the street and see all different types of body shapes out there. Do you have certain biases? And that is going to filter back to you. The reason why you are constantly chasing, uh, you know, a smaller number on a scale is because you believe that you will only be socially acceptable when you are a certain size. And again, I call BS on all of that. When you start to nourish yourself properly um, with real foods, not diet foods, when you start to eat foods regularly rather than restrict foods and, you know, rather than be hungry all the time, you will find that everything starts to change and your body settles down into a place where it's sustainable and happy. But if you continue to, uh, you know, chase this, this small number on a scale, continue to try and want to look like you did when you were 22 years old, continue to try and um, achieve smallness through calorie restriction, you're really not going to get anywhere with it. And my final tip to help you to reject diet culture is to start to curate your own social media feed. Did you know you do not have to look at all the things that you look at on social media? You don't have to follow all the accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. You don't have to be in groups that trigger you, that glorify diet talk and calorie restriction and praise people for losing weight. You can come out of these groups. You can unfollow these accounts that trigger you, these toxic accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. You don't have to have them on your social media feed anymore. We spend a lot of time looking at a small screen and scrolling mindlessly through it. And the amount of comparisonitis and mental health destruction that can occur in a very, very short space of time simply by scrolling through social media is huge. But you can change this by changing your feed, by coming out of these groups, unfollowing accounts that make you feel bad, and beginning to follow more diverse, body positive accounts so that you can surround yourself and normalise 
bodies that look different and that are diverse and that are not airbrushed and that actually celebrate all of our glorious lumps and bumps and curves rather than making us feel like we're terrible for um you know having a little bit of you know overhang when we sit down this is normal so those are my three tips to help you begin your non-diet journey and start to reject diet culture watch your vocabulary, look at the words that you are using around food and around yourself and around your body, recognize that thinness does not necessarily equal health and you can be healthy in a bigger body. It's totally possible and it's possible for you. And thirdly, curate your own social media feed by unfollowing toxic accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, I've got a fantastic giveaway for three listeners who follow, rate and review the show. I'm going to be giving away You Are Nourished Wellbeing Bundles worth £100 each, comprising some of my favourite self-care products to help you feel nourished in 2022. I'll be awarding three lucky listeners who follow, rate and review the show. It doesn't have to be a five-star review, although I really do hope you love the podcast. I want your honest feedback so I can create an amazing show that provides tons of value for you. Click the link in the show notes or the link in my bio over on Instagram to learn more about the giveaway and how to enter. I'll be announcing the winners on the podcast in an upcoming episode. If you want to be notified of upcoming episodes, then make sure you follow the podcast. I can't wait to see you for episode two. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.